the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. What are you going to do with Syria? Uh, I think if I was president today, uh, I would do a couple of things. First of all, Russia is taking this so seriously and has said, we screw it up, we kill any Russian troops. It's the war to end all wars. Uh, I take Putin as a guy uh, who means what he says and says what he means. He's a liar, but when he makes threats, they're not threats, they're promises. So the first thing I do on this one is I go to uh, Congress for yeah. uh, at least advise and consent um, and say, look, this is a serious one. This is not just lobbying over. This has serious consequences. So advise and consent. Um but I, I, I say to the, the people and to the nation, we have a problem of personal responsibility in the world. And you know what? I'm not going to lecture the world. I'm the president of the United States. I am going to lecture us. Nobody's taking personal responsibility for anything anymore. We're not taking personal responsibility of our families, of ourselves, of our jobs, of our economy, of our spending, of our debt. Nothing. Until that's fixed... We'll continue to burn the world down. All of us. Not a country. All of us. Because we're all doing it. As this relates to the rest of the world, the United States is not responsible for you and your neighborhood. You need to stand up. Turkey, do not lecture us about what has to happen. Don't lecture us. They're your neighbors. You need to take care of the bad guys in your neighborhood. When, when you and your neighbors stop wanting us to be your sugar daddy, your protector, and your foil, the world will be a safer place. The United States is going to fulfill its obligations, but we are not the world's policemen. Now, we made a promise that this was a red line. And the United States needs to be understood that when we speak, we mean it. So we're talking to Congress right now. There will be consequences for this. However, the days of the United States being the judge, jury, and executioner, sorry, the police force, judge, jury, and executioner are over. They're over. You all have to pick up your own personal responsibility. And Americans... You have to do the same thing in your life because the United States government cannot be a sugar daddy, a policeman, a jury, and the problem. Stop, 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 stop. Please, Mr. President, please I think stop I, with the tweets. I think this time he's going to listen to you. This is gonna it's gonna work out well. But I mean, you know, I I want him to succeed. No, I, I want I, him to succeed. If he fails, we all fail. There's obviously things that uh, that Trump does that help him on Twitter. It's obviously been a big part of the formula of his success, right? And it's certainly a big part of the reason why he became president in the first place. You know, you just wish there was there were times in which he considered. Uh, considered it as a cost-benefit analysis instead of just a benefit analysis. There are times that you carry a big stick and you use it. There are other times that you carry a big stick, but you put it in your back pocket and everyone knows you have a big stick. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Everyone knows. Vladimir Putin knows we have a very big stick and we're not afraid to use it. He knows that. There's no reason to, to bully 
a bully that big. Don't don't do that. It's interesting, too, as it goes back to your conversation with former President George W. Bush in the Oval Office about how each president comes in with a limited amount of options and they kind of will wind up doing the same thing as the president before, even though they'll talk about these big changes in election time. When it comes down to it, they wind up doing the same thing. If you look at, like, for example, Syria as a as three different options, right? You have the do nothing option, right? Mm -hmm. The, you know. You have the go in and invade option, right? And then in the middle, you have a, a wide sort of swath of options uh, called the middle path, where you have drone strikes and miss, cruise missiles and some you know, troops on the ground, maybe a few special forces mm -hmm. and and maybe there you know maybe a few airstrikes. And it's it's kind of seems like that's exactly where both presidents, both Obama and uh, and Trump, will fall. Now Obama did drone strikes in places like Yemen and. We did other things in Libya, Syria. He didn't cross that, you know, famously didn't do this red line um, and wound up out of that category on that particular country. But in general, he landed in the middle on most of those cases as well. But it's really interesting to me that that is the part of the conversation that you remembered because you said, you know, it's it's maybe it's important to remember the conversation you had with George Bush in the Oval Office. And you went there. I went to another part of that. Mm. I said to him, because it was all off the record, and I, I couldn't, I could characterize what he said, but I could not quote the president. And we were talking about the war. And he started rattling off some, some stats and how well the war was going for us and what a route it was in some areas. And I said, Mr. President, this, no, no offense, but... Where is this guy that I'm sitting with? Where is this guy? This is the president that America is wanting to see. And he told me a couple of things, but one of them, because he was so clear, you know how he was always like, well, you know, and uh, he wasn't like that at all. He was so clear. And I remember sitting across from him and thinking, I would not want to be on the other end of a negotiating table with this man because he is so clear and laser focused and, he, he just exudes strength. And it shocked me. It shocked me. Because he, he never came away no. that way in public. Correct. And, Except right after 9-11, maybe. Yes. Right? Like, yep, yes. Was he guy. was that guy. Mm. And, um, uh, and so when I said, this is the guy that America needs, he said, when you're president, there are things that you cannot say and cannot do. Because countries are watching and analyzing every move I make, every shift of my eyes, every phrase, every word. It's, I'm convinced it's why he always was like, well, and, uh, you know, I uh, have a uh, uh, issue. And you're like, what? <laughs> uh, you know, you were thinking he was looking for a really big word and to be like, and uh, 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 meat. Um, it was because he was, I think it was because he was sorting through all of the repercussions of right. every word he was saying. It's not a way to live your life, not a way to rule a country. However, Donald Trump is the exact opposite of that. Now, we've wanted the opposite of that because we want somebody just to say, here's the truth. But Donald Trump, in his tweet this morning, is going too far. The truth is, Russia, 
we have no issue with the Russian people, but you have gotten into bed with really bad men. We are not trying to pick a fight with Russia, but Assad must pay a price for gassing his own people. Have we not learned anything from World War II? That is an acceptable, acceptable tweet because it's saying I'm going to respond. I have to. But it's also petting the cat of the Russian people because Putin is making us into the bad guy with his own people. Let's not be let's not be. Oh, yeah, well, watch this. Let's not do that. And it's just that's one thing that if 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 the president could learn this one thing. He would be a much better president if he could just learn. There are times you must act presidential. And when you're talking about killing people, that certainly is a time for sober words and careful action. I want to hear from uh, Zach in Pennsylvania. Hello, Zach. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Hi. Hey, Glenn. Hey, Stu. I just want to let you know that President Glenn and President Stu will actually get us into a war based upon what you want to do. President Zach, however, I can fix it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> if I was president, I would go out today and I would give a speech that would remind the American people of something that we once had, and that was called the Monroe Doctrine. And that was the idea that our sphere of influence is our sphere of influence. And that if you enter that sphere of influence, we will respond. But our sphere of influence is not Syria. That is the Russian sphere of influence, or Turkey, or Iran, or Saudi Arabia. As much as I care about the Syrian people, and I do, there is no <laughs> difference between if they're killed by gas, or by a bomb, so or suicide. by a rock, yeah. or by a gun. Yeah, there's, there's nothing worse that is occurring in Syria today that isn't occurring in North Korea, or 15 or 20 other countries on every single day. More people will die in Mexico today in horrible acts of violence than will die in Syria from gas. And yet somehow we are supposed to go and right every wrong. The yeah. president needs to do something that no president has done. It is a cop-out to say, well, you have to do these things. You don't. He's the president. The, for, J Donald Trump could come out tomorrow, today, and say, as much as we care about what occurs in another country, the simple fact is that it is not our business. And we will use sanctions. We will not do business with them. We will pull our forces out just like I wanted to do last week and recognize that what is occurring there is not worth the life of American soldiers. It's not worth the life of your sons and daughters. And that is the risk we are taking when we continue to lob bombs in areas where countries so, are big enough to actually hurt America. So, Zach, I think you're absolutely right. I really do. Uh, but how does... Uh, let, me, let me clarify one thing. You said... You know, the president, you know, can make his own choices. Yes, he can. But that wasn't the point of what George Bush was saying. What George Bush said was he'll sit here 
and he'll hear the same advice from the same people. So it doesn't matter who sits in this chair, left or right. When it comes to the world, they'll make the same choice, which is why I say shut down the State Department, fumigate, and start all over again. Because it's the same people advising, no matter who's sitting in that chair, and they're convincing every president they have to do that. Now, I agree. So I... I, it is, and I agree with you that we have to change our behavior. I don't agree in our sphere, uh, in our sphere of influence. You're saying that that's the Western Hemisphere. I don't think we have a right to go down to Bolivia or 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 uh, Brazil and exert ourselves down there either. That has gotten us into trouble. The world is just a smaller place. Our sphere of influence is the United States of America. That's our interest that's what we're supposed to do will we help other people will we encourage you can we use sanctions yes but we don't do that now here's the question zach nature abhors a vacuum you cannot have 100 years of the united states in everybody's business and then just pull down uh, pull out without understanding that there will be a significant collapse and somebody else will fill that space that's fine but are you suggesting you do that overnight no of course not because we have alliances that we have to respect part of it it becomes the president should get on tv and say we need japan needs rearm the Japanese constitution needs to be changed to allow them to protect themselves without the constant need of the United States. That Europe needs to recognize that although we will forever be there in their defense and aid, they need to be prepared outside of NATO to defend themselves. I went back to school a couple of years ago to get my second doctorate. So I, I started studying small towns and communities in a way they would try to solve their problems. And what you learn was that when you come into an area, people will look at a problem and they'll say, we've tried to do it a thousand times. It can't be done. There's nothing else we can do. None of the people will be convinced to do anything else. And what you start to find out is when you, when you start to talk to people, they're able and willing to do things differently. They're able to solve problems in different ways, even if they've been ingrained in a certain way for so long. If you give them options, they'll actually solve the problem. That we continue to be stuck in this sense of we have got to solve every problem for every person on the planet. We can't. It's funny you say that. It's it's actually exactly what I thought when I was only on my second doctorate, too. (laughs) We live and learn. You know what I'm saying, Zach? (laughs) Zach, thanks so much for your phone call. He... He's right. He is right. He is right on. He's right on this uh, as well, uh, and that is, I, I think the American people are willing to try something different. I know I am. Yeah, I'm willing to try something different. This is not working. What we're doing. Let's stop doing this because it's not working. I said this to the to you in the break after we initially talked. There's a there's sort of a, a battle between instinct and principle. And I think my I think my instinct is like this is a terrible thing. These people are suffering. We need to do something about it. It really, my principle has been, and we've talked about this many times on the air. If you're not a hundred percent sure that you need to go, if, if if you're, you heard my response. It was like, well, yeah, I mean, there's this part and there's this part, and I'm divided on it. If you're divided on it, you shouldn't do it. 
That's the principle. That's why you have principles, because when you're you know, in a moment where you have a tough decision, you should fall back at them. And that's so I, I you know, rethinking it, I, you know, I kind of am on that idea of like, maybe we shouldn't go in. I, I'm going to go with no now. And I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind. Oh my gosh. What? Well, that I was didn't realize I was broadcasting from the Waffle House. I, well, I, I mean, no. I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> I figured when lives are on the line. No, 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 no. Would you Look, like some my, syrup with those waffles? My fifth doctorate position yes. was I should go in, but my sixth doctorate right. was no. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.